Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morning Star Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, brethren. Hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast special episode, another reading of the Lost Book of Enki. Last last one we left off was the fourth tablet, some crazy shit in there. We're going to start with the fifth, Let's uh, let's do the synopsis of the fifth tablet. Ninma arrives on Earth with a group of female nurses. She delivers seeds to grow elixir-providing plants. She brings Enlil's news out of their wedlock son, Ninurta. In the Abzu, Enki establishes an abode in mining sites. In the Eden, Enlil builds space and other facilities. Nibiruans, Nibiruans on Earth, Anunnaki, number 600. Uh, again, they were big with the, the, the number... Six uh, reason being, well, it's kind of interesting with that because you have the Catholic Church that's always talking about six six six. His number six six six. That's how the Sumerians counted. Believe it or not, uh, they counted by six. Again, have you ever gone to the the? Uh, you ever gone to Dunkin'? We still use it today. You ever gone to Dunkin' Donuts and you uh, you get donuts? What do you get? You get a half dozen six. You get twelve six times six. Go to the, go to Dunkin' Donuts and ask for ten. Do we even know what ten is? Ten is a deca. If you said deca at Dunkin' Donuts, they would uh they would, they would be like, get the fuck out. So we still use the number six to this day. Again, masonry three, the number three, which is you know, half of six. Uh, so it's 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 a pretty interesting number. Again, 33, 33 degrees of Scottish Rite masonry. Uh, also, if you want to get technical, uh, you want to look interesting. The area of Cydonia on Mars is on the 33rd parallel. Uh, Mesopotamia, which was originally called Cydonia on Earth, is also right along that 33rd parallel. So there's your Masonic somewhat connections. 300 Agigi, I-G-I-G-I, uh, 300 of them, and there's another six, you know, half of 600. Um, my cat is over here making noise at me. Um, but the 300 Agigi operate the facilities on Lamu, Mars, exiled for date-raping Sud. Jesus Christ, that's what he used, date-raping? Wow. I wonder if that's in the tablet. <laughs> um, Lil learns of hidden space weapons, excuse me, of hidden weapons. Sud becomes Enlil's spouse, Ninlil, bears a son, Nanar. So uh, you see Sud changing her name to Ninlil, which is Lady of the Command. Ninma joins Enki in the Abzu, bears him daughters. 
Ninki, Enki's spouse, arrives with their son Marduk, or Marduk. Clans form on Earth as Enki and Enlil beget more sons. Beset by hardships, the Agigi launch a coup against Enlil. Ah, there you go. There's your uh, Book of Enoch. Um, Ninurta defeats their leader Anzu in aerial battles. The Anunnaki, driven to produce gold faster, mutiny. Enlil and Ninurta denounce the mutineers. Enki suggests to artificially fashion primitive workers. And now we're getting into the... Uh, we're getting into mankind here. So let's start fifth tablet. From the planet Lamu, the chariot departed. Toward Earth, the journey continued. Around the moon, they made circuits, a way station thereon to explore. Around the Earth, they made circuits toward a splashdown slowing. In the waters beside Eridu did Nungal, the chariot, bring down. To a quay by Enlil constructed, they stepped off boats were no longer needed. En uh, Enlil and Enki, their sister, with embraces greeted. With Nungal, the pilot, they locked arms. The heroes, male and female, by the present heroes, were with shouts greeted. All that the chariot had brought was quickly unloaded. Rocket ships and skyships, and the tools by Enki designed, and provisions of all kinds. Of all that on Nibiru transpired, of the death and burying of Alalu, Ninma told her, her brothers told. Excuse me, it's written backwards. Of the way station on Lamu, way meaning W-A-Y, so of the way station, not way as in the weighing of weight. Of the way station on Lamu and the commanding by Anzu, she to them related. Enki, of that utter approval, and Lil words of bewilderment uttered that as a news decision his words are unalterable excuse me ninma to enlil was saying for so and so basically enlil was was pissed off that uh that basically uh anzu is taking over the way station on mars and uh ninma's telling him enlil chill the fuck out that was the words of anu for the Maldi's relief, I have brought Ninma to her brother's said. From her pouch, a bag of seeds she brought out, seeds in the soil to be sown. A host of bushes from the seeds shall sprout, a juicy fruit they will produce. The juice and elixir shall form, for drinking by the heroes it shall be good. Their ailments it will chase away. Happier their mood it shall make. I want to know what the hell that plant is. I'd love to know. In a cool place, the seeds need to be sown. By warmth and water, they need nourishing. So it's some sort of a tropical fruit. So did Ninma to her brother say. The place that for, uh, the place that for this is perfect, I will show you. Enlil to her said. It is where the landing place was fashioned, where an abode of cedar wood I have made. So I'm assuming this is, I uh, probably have to guess Lebanon. But anyway, uh, that's speculation. In, in Lil's skyship, the two of them, and Lil and Ninma skyward soared to the place, to the landing place in the snow-covered mountains by the cedar forest, brother and sister went. Um, maybe even Turkey. Maybe this is, uh, maybe this is that place in turkey that uh gobeki tepe 
Maybe. On the great stone platform, the skyship landed. To Enlil's abode they went. <clears throat> Once inside, Enlil embraced her. With fervor, he kissed Ninma. Interesting. Oh, my sister, my beloved, Enlil to her whispered. By her loins, he grabbed her. Into her womb, his semen he did not pour. <laughs> oh, great. So this is getting X-rated. Awesome. Uh, if you got kids listening to this, turn it off. Uh, of our son Ninurta, word I bring to you, Ninma said to him softly. A young prince he is. For adventure, he is ready. To join you on earth, he is prepared. I just want to just uh, point this out here, talking about uh, they're having sex, clearly. Um, this is all over the Bible. Uh, there's so many stories of Abraham having sons by concubines, and so this isn't anything new. This is in our Bible. Uh, if you if here you stay, let Ninurta, our son, bring over, and Lil to her said. To the landing place, heroes were arriving, rocket ships by skyships, to the platform they carried. From the pouch, Ninma seeds were obtained in the valley soil. They were sown, a fruit from the biru on earth to be grown. Uh, not Again, not outside the realm of possibility, because scientists are looking at what they can plant on Mars right now. In the skyship, Enlil and Ninma to Eridu returned. On the way, Enlil to her landscape showed the Eden's extent. Again, I just want to reiterate, not Eden, E-D-E-N. This is E-D-I-N. Interesting how uh, in the Bible, it's Eden, and this is Eden, but just spelled differently. Uh, it's funny how the Bible hijacked that. Uh, from the skies, in Lil to her, his plans explained. An everlasting plan I have designed to her, he was saying. That which from all time construction shall determine I have laid out. Away from Eridu, where dry land begins, my quarters shall be. Larza will be its name, a place for directing it shall become. On the banks of Bara Baranu, the river of deep waters, it will be located. A twin city, or it's twin thereof a city shall in future arise. Lagash, I shall name it. Between the two on the plans a line have I drawn. Sixty leagues thereafter, a healing city shall come into be. A city of your own it shall be. Sure, sure. Oh boy, sorry. These are Sumerian words, so I'm having a hell of a time. Shurabak, the haven city, I shall name it. On the center line, it shall be located to the fourth city it shall be leading. I'd love to sit there in Mesopotamia and draw lines to all of where these ancient cities would be, or where you know, they've, they've uncovered these cities were, and I'd actually love to compare it to what they're talking about here in this book. I'm yet to do that. If anybody's interested, have at it and let me know. Nibiru, Nibiru Key, Earth's crossing place, I will name it. A bond, heaven, earth, it, it sh I shall establish. And they're saying on the center line uh, between Shurabak and his city, Lagash, is going to be another city called Nibiruki, a bond of heaven and earth it shall be established. The Tablet of Destinies it shall house, all missions it will control. Love to know what the Tablet of Destinies is. With Iridu, five cities there shall be in count, to eternity they shall exist. On a crystal tablet, 
in Liltu Ninma, a master plan was showing. On the tablet, she saw more markings of them of Enlil, she inquired. Beyond the five cities, a chariot place I shall henceforth build. From Nibiru to Earth, directly arrive. Enlil to her was responding. Why by, why by Anu's plan for Lamu, Enlil with, uh, was bewildered, Ninma then understood. My brother, magnificent is your plan for the five cities. To him, Ninma was saying, the creation of Shurabak, a city for healing, as my abode for my own to be, is a matter for which I, for which grateful I am. Beyond that plan, do not transgress your father. Ha! <laughs> That's interesting. Do not transgress your father. Your brother, too, do not offend. Interesting. Um, that's uh, interesting words that have been used in the Bible as well. You are wise as well as beautiful, Enlil to her said. In the Abzu, Enki plans was also conceiving where to build his house, where for hero dwellings to prepare, where the bowels of the earth to enter. In his skyship, the extent of the Abzu he measured, its districts he did carefully survey. A distant land the Abzu was, beyond the waters from the Eden it was away. A rich land it was, bursting with riches, perfect in fullness. Mighty rivers rushed along the region, great waters there rapidly flowed, and abode by the following waters, by, excuse me, and abode by the flowing waters Enki for himself established, to the mists of the Abzu, to a place of pure waters Enki betook himself. In that land, the place of deepness Enki determined, and again, it's all capitalized, for the heroes into earth's bowels to descend. The earth splitter, Enki there established, therewith in the earth a gash to make. By way of tunnels, earth's innards to reach, the golden veins to uncover. Nearby, that which crunches and that which crushes he emplaced. Again, both those names capitalized. So uh, Zacharias, good old Zacharias, trying to describe something in Sumerian that doesn't have an English layover. The gold-bearing oars to crunch and crush by skyships to be carried to the landing place in the cedar mountains to be brought. Therefrom by rocket ships to the way station on Lamu to be transported. On earth more heroes were arriving. Some to the Eden were assigned. Some in the Abzu tasks were given. Larza and Lagash by Enlil were constructed. Shurabak for Nimma he did establish. With her therein a host of female healers were dwelling, young ones who give succor. I don't know what the hell that means. S-U-C-C-O-R. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that means healing. Uh, get your minds out of the gutter. In Nibiruki, Enlil, a bond heaven-earth was, was assembling from there all missions to command. Between Eridu and the Abzu, Enki was journeying back and forth for supervising he went. On Lamu, construction was progressing. Heroes for the way station were also arriving. A shar, two shars, were the preparations lasting. Then Anu gave the word. <laughs> Anu, God, giving the word. Here we go. On earth, the seventh day it was, a day of resting by Enki at the beginning decreed. 
At every place the heroes were assembled, a message from Anu to Nibiru beamed that they overheard. So this is God talking to them all. Anu. In the Eden they were assembled, and Lil was there in command. With him was Ninma. Her host for young ones by her side were assembled. Alagar, who from Iridu was the master... Oh, oh Jesus. I'm, I apologize for the reading of this. Uh, a lot of these words are backwards, and a lot of the way they say things as we would say in modern day, so I'm doing my absolute best here. Uh, Alagar, who of Eridu was the master, was there. Abgal, who was landing place, commanded, also stood. So basically they're all assembled. They're, they're just telling you where the hell they're assembled. In the Abzu, where the heroes assembled, under the gaze of Enki they stood. So basically... Anu is beaming this message to different places simultaneously uh, across other areas. With Enki was his visor, Ismid. Nungal, the pilot, was there too. On Lamu, the heroes were assembled. Oh, wow, they're doing it, sending it to freaking Mars as well. Uh, with their proud commander, Anzu, they stood. 600 were on Earth, 300 on Lamu. They were gathered. Interesting uh, count. In all, there were 900, <laughs> 369, the words of Anu, the king, they all heard. Heroes of Nibiru, you are the savers. The fate of all is in your hands. This is Anzu speaking. Your success shall for eternity be recorded. By glorious names you shall be called. Those who on earth are, are shall as Anunnaki, Jesus Christ, let me try this again. Those who on earth are, shall as Anunnaki be known, those who from heaven to earth came. So he renamed them. The ones on earth are going to be called the Anunnaki. Those who on Lamu are, Aigigi, shall be named. Those who observe and see they shall be. That, uh, all that is required is ready. Let the gold start coming. Let Nibiru be saved. Interesting that Agigi means those who observe and see, they shall be, is what he said. Those who observe and see. Like, oh, I don't know, out of the book of Enoch, the Watchers? Interesting. I wanna, well, I'm curious to see if this is going to play into uh, the book of Enoch and the, uh, the, the, I guess you could say the battle uh, where the God threw the Watchers down because they were hooking up with the Daughters of Man. I'm kind of curious if that's the where this is going to go, but let's continue on. Now, this is the account of Enki and Enlil and Ninma, their loves and espousals by their sons, the rivalries. So this is where shit's going to start hitting the fan with these guys. Offspring of Anu, the three leaders were. By different mothers, they were born. So they're all... Uh, they're all Anu's sons and daughters, but uh, they were born differently. Um, firstborn daughter, uh, and they go through. Enki was the firstborn son. A concubine of Anu was his mother. His mother was Ahua. And Lil by Antu, the spouse of Anu, was born. The legal heir thus became. So that was from his real wife. The firstborn daughter of Anu, oh, excuse me, Ninma, by another concubine was mother. Jesus Christ. The half-sister of the two half-brothers she was. Jesus. So clearly the sanctity of marriage 
was was a, was not observed as it is nowadays, especially in the Christian religion. Uh, I wonder if that's why Christianity forbode it, to be honest. Um, trying to break away from the Sumerians and what they believe that, uh, you know, it's okay to have a wife and also have some side pieces. Well, let's continue. The firstborn daughter of Anu, she was, by her name title, Ninma, was indicated. Uh, great, greatly beautiful she was, full of wisdom, one quick to learn. Ea, as Enki, was then named by Anu to espouse Ninma was chosen. So Enki was to uh, marry Ninma, his half-sister, thereby their offspring a legal successor thereafter to become. Ninma of Enlil, a dashing commander, was enamor uh, enamored by him. She was seduced into her warm womb, his seed he poured, a son from Enlil's seed she bore, Ninurta, the two, the, oh God, Ninurta, the two have named him. So basically, Enki was supposed to marry Nimma and have a legal su successor, uh, but Enlil got pissed off and uh, he seduced Nimma and swiped her away from his brother. Uh, and he got her pregnant, and now Ninurta is the new, um, is the new seed, or the new heir, I guess you can say. By the deed was Anu angered, as punishment he, Ninva, ever to be a spouse forbade. So he basically said, you're never going to marry Ninurta, or you're never going to marry Ninma, uh, because you uh, act like a douche. Ia his bride-to-be by Anu's decree abandoned. A princess named Damkina he instead espoused. So he basically said, no, you're, uh, I, got, I got no use for you anymore, Ninmas. And he married another chick named Damkina. A son as an heir to them was born, Marduk. They named him. One in pure place born, it meant. Uh, Marduk is also the god, the chief god, of the Babylonians uh, in later times. As for Enlil, a son not by espousal he had, a spouse by his side he uh, to be he did not have. So Enlil was single. It was on earth, not Nibiru, that Enlil became espoused. The account of that is one of rape and exile and love that brought forgiveness and of more sons that were only half-brothers. All right. On earth it was summer. To his abode in the cedar forest, Enlil retreated. And the cedarwood forest was Enlil walking, walking to the cool of the day. In a cool mountain stream, some of Ninma's young ones to the landing place assigned were bathing. So I'm assuming these are probably her nurses or whatever. By the beauty and, and grace of one, Sud was her name, Enlil was enchanted. To his cedarwood abode, and Lil her invited. Ah, Christ. Come partake with me in the elixir of Nibiru's fruit that grew here. So to her he said. Sud into and Lil's abode entered. The elixir in a cup to her and Lil presented. Sud drank, and Lil drank too. To her and Lil of intercourse was speaking. <laughs> 
Hey, hey, let me give you something to drink, and then uh, let's uh, let's knock some boots. Unwilling was the lass. My vagina is too little, and knows not copulation. She's a virgin. To Enlil, she was saying. To her, Enlil of kissing was speaking. Unwilling was the lass. My lips are too small. They know not kissing. To Enlil, she was saying. Enlil laughed and embraced her. He laughed and he kissed her. His semen into her womb he poured. So he basically took advantage of her. To Ninma, Sud's commander, the immoral deed was reported. Oh, so she ran back and said that he, he did this. Enlil the immoral one. For you for your deed judgment you shall face, so did Ninma to Enlil in anger say. She was pissed off. In the presence of fifty Anunnaki, seven who judge were assembled. Fifty Anunnaki, seven who judge. Interesting. Uh, I find that interesting because uh, there's seven principal officers of Masonic Lodge. Uh, maybe I'm stretching it. Maybe I'm not. Interesting. Let Enlil from all cities be banished. To the land of no return let him be exiled. In a sky chamber they made Enlil leave the landing place. Abgal was a pirate, pilot. To a land of no return Enlil was taken never to return. In the sky chamber the two of them journeyed to Another land was their direction. There, amidst forbidding, amidst forbidding mountains, at a place of desolation, Abgal, the sky chamber, landed. This your place of exile shall be, Abgal to Enlil was saying. Not perchance have I it chosen, to Enlil was saying. A secret of Enki in it was hidden, so... His pilot, Abgal, said, uh, yeah, I chose this place particularly because uh, there's a secret nearby. In the nearby cave, Enki's seven weapons of terror was hidden from Alalu's celestial chariot. He had them removed. Take the weapons in your possession with the weapons your freedom obtain. So was Abgal to his commander saying, a secret of Enki to Enlil he did reveal. Then from the secret place Abgal departed, and Lil alone was thereafter left. I'm curious to where the hell they sent him. So it's a place of no return. Uh, he's got no way of getting off it. So I'm assuming, if I had to pick one, it's not going to be a landlocked place. It's probably going to be an island. Uh, and it also talks about um, uh, the amidst forbidding mountains. Uh, a place of desolation, so there's nothing there. Easter Island, maybe? Huh. Don't know. <coughs> uh, if you got any other ideas, let me know. <coughs> I'd love to know where the hell uh, they sent them. Um, in the Eden, Sud to Ninma, her commander words were speaking. By Enlil's seed I am pregnant, a child of Enlil in my womb has been conceived. Ninma Sud's, Sud's words to Enki conveyed, The Lord of Earth he was, on Earth he was supreme. So now Enlil's gone, Enki's the boss man. They summoned Sud before seven who judge. Will you take Enlil as your spouse? They then asked. Words of consent she uttered, the words by Abgal to Enlil in his exile were conveyed. To his spouse Sud, Enlil from his exile was returned, by that did Enki and Ninma did give him pardon. 
Interesting. So this guy takes advantage of this uh, chick, Sud. And uh, being that she's pregnant, they said, uh, well, listen, we're going to forgive you of your sins as uh, long as she uh, wants to marry you. Ain't that some shit? Pretty grimy, if you ask me. I mean, the least they could have done was at least uh, let her take one of uh, out of Valalu's book and bite his Johnson off. I mean, that would have been uh, that would have been the the right thing to do. But moving on, and Lil's official spouse Sud was declared on her name title Nin Lil, Lady of the Command was bestowed. So they changed her name. It's not Sud anymore. It's Nin Lil. Nin Lil. Thereafter, to Nin Lil did Enlil a son was born, Nanar, the bright one. Nin Lil him named. He was the first of the Anunnaki on Earth to be conceived, one of Nibiru's royal seed on an alien planet to be born. It was after that Enki to Ninma was speaking. Come be with me in the Abzu. So now Enki's like, all right, uh, I'm going to try going after my half-sister again. <coughs> Excuse me. In the midst of the Abzu, in a place of pure waters, in a bold I an abode I have established, with a bright metal, silver is its name. It is embellished. With a deep blue stone, lapis lazuli, it is adorned. I'd love to know where the hell that place is. Come, Ninma, be with me. Your adoration of Enlil abandoned. To the Abzu, to the abode of Enki, Ninma then journeyed. Enki, there to her, words of loving spoke, of how for each other intended. Sweet words to her he whispered. You are still my beloved. Wow, so he's... Uh, basically saying that he loves her more than his wife. Interesting. Um, he said to her, caressing. He embraced her. He kissed her. She called, caused his phallus to water. Enki, his semen into the womb of Ninma poured. Give me a son. Give me a son, he cried out. She took the semen into her womb. The semen of Enki, her impregnated. One day of Nibiru was a month for her on Earth. So, clearly, Earth's uh, cycles are much faster than Nibiru. Two days, three days, four days of Nibiru, like months of Earth they were. Five and six and seven and eight days of a month were completed. The ninth count of motherhood was completed. Ninma was in travail. To a child she gave birth. A newborn was a female. On the banks of the river in the Abzu, a daughter to Enki and Ninma was born. So this is a girl. Enki, by a daughter, was disappointed. Kiss the young one, to him, Ninma said. Kiss the young one, Enki, to his visor, Ismud said. A son I desired. A son by my half-sister I must have. So he's trying to take over the... Um, he's trying to make sure that his son, if he used to have a boy, will be the new heir and not Enlil's. Again, he kissed Ninma. Jesus Christ, he didn't waste no time. By her loins he grabbed her, his semen into her womb he poured. Again she was with child, and again a daughter to Enki she bore. A son, a son by you I must have, Enki to her cried out. Ninma he kissed again. Thereupon Ninma against Enki a cursing uttered. Whatever food he ate was poisoned in his innards. His jaw hurt, his tooth hurt, his ribs were hurting. So she cursed his ass. <laughs> Ismud the Anunnaki summoned. To Ninma for relief they were pleading. To distance himself from Ninma's vulva, Enki by raised arm swore. One by one she, she his ailments removed. 
from her curse, Enki was freed. To the Eden, Ninma returned, never to be espoused. Anu's command was fulfilled. To Earth, Enki, his spouse Damkina, with their son Marduk, summoned. Ninki, Lady of the Earth, a title she was granted. So, uh, Damkina got the new title of Ninki, Lady of Earth, and that was her title. By her and by concubines, Enki, five more sons, holy shit, were their names. Nurgle, Gibble, Nanal, Ninkazida, Demuzi, the youngest. To Earth and Lil and Ninma, their son Ninurta summoned. By his spouse Ninlil did Enki have one more son. To Nanar, a full brother, Ishkur was his name. Jesus. Three sons in all did Enlil have, none by concubine. Uh, so Enlil had three other sons, none by concubines they were born. Two clans were thus on earth established. Their rivalries to wars did lead. And uh, we're going to get into this next part right here. Now, this is the account of the mutiny of the Agigi and how Anzu to death was put for stealing the Tablets of Destiny's Punished. Uh, from the Abzu, gold from Earth's veins to the landing place was carried. Thence, uh, Igigi in rocket ships to the way station on Lamu transported. From the planet Lamu in celestial chariots was the precious metal to Nibiru brought. On Nibiru was the gold into the deepest, uh, to the finest dust fashioned to protect the atmosphere it was employed. Slowly the breaching in the heavens healing, slowly was Nibiru saved. In the Eden, five cities were perfected. Enki in Iridu, a sparkling abode made. Upon soil, skyward raised, he built, he built it. Like a mountain, he raised it above the ground. In a good place, he built it. Damkina, his spouse, therein dwelt. To his son Marduk, Enki was their wisdom teaching. In Nibiruki, Enlil, the bond heaven-earth established, a sight to see it was. At its center, a heavenward tall pillar, the sky itself reaching. On a platform that cannot be overturned, it was placed. Here we go, We're talking about monolithic stones, uh, which we still don't know how the hell they moved them. Therewith, the words of Enlil, all settlements encompassed on Lamu, and in Nibiru, they were heard. From there, beams were raised, the heart of all the lands they could search. Its eyes could scan all the lands, its net unwatched approach impossible made. Its lofty house, a crown-like chamber, was the center to distant heavens it peered. Toward the horizon was its gaze, the heavenly zenith it perfected. In its dark, hollow chamber, by twelve emblems was the family of the sun marked. On M.E.'s were the secret formulas of the sun and the moon, Nibiru and Earth, in eight celestial gods recorded. Uh, on M.E.'s. I'm assuming that's some sort of tablet. I don't know what the hell M.E.'s are, but we'll move on. The tablets of destinies in the chamber, their hues emitted. With them and Lil, all comings and goings oversaw. So these tablet of destinies which I find funny because, uh, I mean, we talk about tablets being made all the time in the Bible. Uh, you have the, you know, the 
the Ten Commandments were written on tablets. It's just interesting. On earth, the Anunnaki toiled. Of work and sustenance, they were complaining. By earth's quick cycles, they were disturbed. Of the elixir, they only small rations were given. In the Eden, the Anunnaki toiled. In the Abzu, the work was more backbreaking. By teams were Anunnaki sent back to Nibiru. By teams, new ones were arriving. So they're shooting them back and forth. The Agigi on Lamu dwelling were the loudest in complaining. When from Lamu to earth they descended, a resting place in earth they were demanding. With Anu did Enlil and Enki's words exchange, the king they consulted. Let the leader come to earth with Anzu have discussion, so did Anu to them say. Anzu to earth from the heavens descended, the words of complaints to Enlil and Enki he delivered. Let Anzu of the workings gain understanding. Enlil, or Enki to Enlil was saying, I will the Abzu to him show, you the bond heaven-earth to him reveal. To the words of Enki, Enlil con consented. Enki to Anzu, the Abzu did show, the toil of the minds to him he presented. Enlil Anzu to Nibiruki invited to the hallowed dark chamber he let them enter. In the innermost sanctuaries, the tablets of destinies, which is all capitalized, by the way, to Anzu he was explaining. What the Anunnaki in five cities were doing to An Anzu was shown. To the Agigi who at the landing place were arriving, relief, he promised. To discuss the complaints of the Agigi, he to Nibiruki then returned. A prince among the princes was Ansu, of royal seed his ancestry counted. Evil thoughts filled his heart when the bond of heaven earth he returned. Oh, so here we go. So here we get, we're, we're getting into uh, Anzu, who is a leader of the Igigi, leader of the Watchers, if you will. He's, uh, he's got, some, uh, got some evil thoughts filling in his heart. To take away the Tablet of Destinies, he was scheming. Of the decrees of heaven and earth to take control in his heart he was planning. So he wants to, he wants to be the, the new show in town. The removal of the Enlil ship in his heart he was conceived. To rule Agigi and Anunnaki was his aim. So he's, yeah, he's trying to take over the show. Unsuspecting Enlil at the entrance to the sanctuary, Anzu let be stationed. Unsuspecting Enlil left the sanctuary. For a cooling swim he went away. With evil purpose, Anzu, the tablets of destiny, seized. In a sky chamber, he flew away. On the mountain of the sky chambers, he swiftly went. There in the landing place, rebellious Agigi for him were waiting. To declare Anzu, king of earth, and Lamu, they were preparing. In the sanctuary of Nibiruki, a brilliance petered out. The humming quieted down. Silence in the place prevailed. Suspended were the sacred formulas. In Nibiruki, Enlil was speechless. By the treachery, he was overwhelmed. To Enki, angry words he spoke. Of the ancestry of Anzu, he him questioned. In Nibiruki, the leaders gathered. The Anunnaki, who decrees faith, fates with Anzu, were consulting. Uh, with Anu, excuse me, were consulting. Anzu must be seized. The tablets to the sanctuary must be returned. Thus did Anu decree. Who shall the rebel face? Who shall the tablets retrieve? The leaders asked each other. With the tablets of destinies in his possession, invincible was Anzu. 
to each other were saying. So this is some sort of super-powered des tablet of destinies. I guess you could say similar to the Ark of the Covenant, if you will. Ninurta, by his mother encouraged, from the assembled stepped forward. Enlil's warrior I shall be. Anzu I shall vanquish. Thus was Ninurta saying. To the mountainside, Ninurta set his course to vanquish the fugitive Anzu he undertook. <coughs> Sorry, I apologize. Uh, Anzu, from his hideout, Ninurta was mocking. The tablets are my protection. Invincible I am. There we go. Pissing contest. Lightning darts Ninurta at Anzu directed. The arrows could not approach Anzu. Backward they turned. The battle was stilled. Ninurta's weapons Anzu did not vanquish. Enki then to Ninurta gave counsel. With your whirlwind, stir up a storm. Let the dust cover Anzu's face. Let it the wings of his skybird ruffle. For his son and Lil, a mighty weapon was fashioned. A Tilu missile it was. To your stormer weapon, attach it. When wing to wing near at Anzu, shoot it. So he's saying when you're wing to wing, shoot it when you're close to him. Thus did Enlil, his son Ninurta, instruct. When, the wing, uh, when wing to wing each other, let the missile fly as lightning. Again, Ninurta in his whirlwind sword. Anzu against him and his skybird rose to the challenge. Wing to wing, Anzu in anger shouted, This battle will be your destruction. Ninurta, the advice of Enki, followed. With his whirlwind, a dust storm he created. The dust Anzu's face covered. The pinions, <laughs> the pinions of his skybird were exposed. Into their mist, Ninurta, the missile let loose. A fiery brilliance Anzu's pinions engulfed. Like butterflies, his wings began to flutter. To the ground, Anzu on, on, came falling. The earth shook. The skies became darkened. The fallen Anzu, Ninurta made captive. From him, the tablets he retrieved. Uh, I just want to pause real quick, uh, and we're going to go back into the, uh, real quick, I'm going to pick up a little bit. Uh, I find it interesting that in Christianity, all angels have wings. Could that mean that, you know, well, again, we know in Christianity, the angels can fly and everything, but, you know, I mean, this, clearly these stories are from before mankind was even a thing yet. Um, could this be the stories that were passed down? you know, from the Anunnaki to mankind and were later changed in the Torah or the Christian Bible. And this is why we have angels being depicted with wings because these battles, especially if you look in the book of Enoch, uh, this is exactly what happened where the watchers were thrown to the ground and defeated. I mean, you can even go as far as, you know, Lucifer and Archangel Michael, um, same similar thing happened. Son of God uh, defeated um, defeated Satan, uh, crashed to the ground, and uh, let's continue on. From the mountaintop, the Agigi were watching. When to the landing place Ninurta came, they trembled and kissed his feet. Ninurta, the captive Abgal, and Anunnaki set free. To Anu and Enlil, his victory he announced. To Nibiruki, then returned in its innermost chambers, 
The tablets were reinstalled. Once again, the brilliance therein returned. The home of MEs, again, I still don't know what that is. It's capitalized, ME, in the tablets was restored. Uh, mitochondrial extract? I don't know. Uh, before the seven who judge Anzu for judgment was taken. And Lil and Nin Lil, his spouse, Enki and his spouse, Ninki, the one beforehand as Demkina known, and the sons of Ninar and Marduk were there. Ninma was also in judging. Ninurta of evil deeds spoke. There was no justification. Let death be the penalty, he said. The Agigi by right were complaining. A rest place on earth they do need, Marduk, or Marduk in counter argued. By his evil deed, all the Anunnaki and Agigi Anzu did endanger, Enlil said. Enki and Ninma with Enlil agreed. The evil must be extinguished, they said. To death by execution, the seven judged Anzu. With a killing ray, Anzu's life breath was extinguished. Let his body to the vultures be left, Ninurta said. Let him, Anlamu, be buried in a cave next to Alalu, be laid to rest, Enki was saying. So there's actually, according to this, uh, two bodies buried in that mountain on Mars that has the face on it. Interesting. Why the fuck ain't NASA going there? Why did they have those little friggin' rovers nowhere near the area that we suspect may have been, I think it's even called the city on Mars, uh, all these formations are. Why the hell did we go uh, in a freaking crater? Why didn't we go check this out? How come the Pathfinder rovers never went there? How come, you know, they're not looking there? I mean, if there's any question, wouldn't you want an answer? Or maybe they don't. <clears throat> From the same ancestral seed, the two of them were. Let Marduk buy, uh, let Marduk the body to Lamu carry. Let Marduk be their commander to stay. So was Enki to the judges suggesting. Let it so be, Enlil said. Now this is the account of how Bad Tibara, the metal city, was established. And how in the 40th Shar, the Anunnaki and the Abzu mutinied. Oh, so we're talking about another mutiny. Holy shit. In the 25th Shar, so that's 25 times 3,600 years. That's how, that's the length of time we're talking about. Understand, 3,600 years is one year of Earth. Uh, oh, excuse me, one year on Nibiru, Ashar, is equal to 3,600 years on Earth. Um, the unrest of the Agigi, it subdued, but left it simmering. So they, yeah, they put down their unrest, but it, they're still pissed off. To Lamu, Marduk was sent, the spirits of the Agigi to raise, to their well-being, pay attention. On earth, changes were by Enlil and Enki discussed, to avoid unrest on earth they were considering. The stays on earth are too prolonged to each other, they were saying. Ninma for counsel, they asked. By her changing visage, they were alarmed. Gold to Nibiru must more f quickly flow. Salvation must be faster provided, they all agreed. Ninurta, in the innards of the planet, learned... Uh, let me try this again. Ninurta, in the innards of planets, learned was 
to his elders words of wisdom he was saying, Let a metal city be established, therein the gold ores to be smeltered and refined, therefrom less weighty cargoes from earth shall be lofted. Each rocket ship more gold could carry, room for Anunnaki to Nibiru there shall be. Let the tired to Nibiru return, let fresh ones them on earth replace. So they're changing, they're, they're figuring out shifts. Yeah, yeah. If anybody works at Sikorsky or anybody works at the, you know, any type of a shift place, I mean, you can't work, you know, three shifts in a freaking row. You, you have three different shifts morning shift, afternoon, and night shift. Uh, dumbasses. Enlil and Enki and Ninma of Ninurta's suggestion were in favor. Anu was consulted and his approval gave. In the Eden was the metal city planned on that location and Lil did insist. With materials from Nibiru, it was it constructed. With tools from Nibiru, it was equipped. Three shards the construction lasted. Jesus. Bad Tibara was in the name given. Uh, I'd love for a translation into English of what Bad Tibara means. They don't have it on here, unfortunately. Ninurta, who made the suggestion, was its first commander. The flow of gold to Nibiru was thereby eased and quickened. Those who to Earth and Lamu at the beginning of the prior times had come to Nibiru were returning. Alagar and Abgal and Nurgal, Nungal among them were. So some of the uh, some of the sons were headed back, and pilots. The newcomers, who them replaced, were younger and eager, to the cycles of Earth and Lamu and other rigors they were not accustomed on nibiru once they had come the breach in the atmosphere was healing the great calamities on the planet and its heavens the younger ones did not know of their golden mission excitement and adventure they especially cherished yeah it's anybody who joins the friggin' military oh we're gonna see adventure huh? and you join the military and you're like this sucks as by ninurta conceived the oars from the abzu were delivered in Bad Tibara, they were melted. Or smelt, uh, excuse me. In Bad Tibara, they were smelted and refined by rocket ships to Lamu. They were sent. In celestial chariots from Lamu to Nibiru was the pure gold delivered, as by Ninurta conceived. From the Abzu to Nibiru, the gold flowed. What was not conceived was unrest by the new coming Anunnaki, who in the Abzu told toiled. I told you so. The new guys are coming and they realize this fucking blows and they don't want to do it no more. Truth be said, Enki to what was brewing heed was not given. Uh, so nobody told Enki that these guys were about to lose their shit. To other matters in the Abzu, his attention was directing. With that, with that which in the Abzu grows in life's fascination he acquired... Of the differences between what on Earth and what on Nibiru appeared, he wished to learn how m maladies by Earth cycles. So this is a uh, so maladies, not abnormalities. Uh, how maladies by Earth cycles and atmosphere were caused, he wished to uncover. In the Abzu, by the gushing waters, a wondrous study place he erected. So he's uh, he's learning about Earth, you know, life on Earth. He's starting to kind of pay more attention to it. With all manners of tools and equipment, he furnished it. 
House of Life, he called the place, to which his son Ningazida he invited. Sacred formulas, tiny MEs, the secrets of life. Oh, sacred formulas, tiny MEs. Interesting. Is that like DNA? So maybe I was right about the mitochondrial extracts. The secret of life and death possessing they shaped. So he's messing around with DNA. The mysteries of living and dying of Earth's creatures they too unravel saw. With some living creatures Enki was especially enamored. They lived among tall trees, their front legs and hands they were using. In the tall grasses of the steps, uh, steep, excuse me, in the tall grasses of the steeps, odd creatures were seen. Erect, they seemed to be walking. Huh. Absorbed was Enki in those studies. What was among the Anunnaki brewing, he noticed not. First to notice trouble was Ninurta. Yeah, he's starting to, you know, so he, Enki's not paying the hell attention. He's not picking up what's going, being put down here. And Ninurta is like uh, a lessening of gold ores at Bad Tibrara, he observed. So these guys are getting burnt the hell out. By Enlil was Ninurta to the Abzu dispatched. What was going on to discover? By Inugi, the chief officer, for the excavations, he was accompanied. Complaints of the Anunnaki, he with his own ears heard. They were backbiting and lamenting. In the excavations, they were grumbling. Unbearable is the toil to Ninurta, they were saying. Ninurta, yeah, you're underground. No shit. Mining sucks. Ask any freaking... 1900s mine worker who was in like the Lackawanna coal mines. It blows. You're cold, it's wet, it's nasty, it sucks. Uh, Ninurta, this to his uncle Enki reported, let us Enlil summon, Enki said. Enlil and the Abzu arrived. In the house near the excavations, he was stationed. Let us unnerve Enlil from his dwelling. Mine working, hero shouted. Oh, so they're headed to Enk they're they're going to Enlil's house. They're like, we're gonna burn his shit down. All right. Of the heaven heavy work, let him relieve us. Let us proclaim war with hostilities, let us gain relief, others shouted. The Anunnaki and the excavations, the words of incitement heeded. To their tools they set fire, fire to their axes they put. They troubled Enugi, chief officer of the mining in the tunnels they him seized so they 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 grabbed their freaking boss and they tied his ass up they held him as they went to the doorway of enlil's dwelling they made their way it was nightfall halfway through the watch it was enlil's dwelling they surrounded their tools as torches they high held kalgal kalkal excuse me the gateway's guardian bolted the door in nusk nusku aroused uh so he's got his guards they locked the damn gate and they went uh waking up uh nusku and lil's visor rose his lord got him out of bed thus saying my lord your house is surrounded battling anunnaki to your gate came up and lil some summoned enki and lil ninurta summoned to his presence what do my eye my own eyes see is it against me that these things are this thing is done thus was enlil to them saying who of these hostilities is the instigator so he's looking for the he's looking for the boss 
The Anunnaki stood together. Every single one of us hostilities has declared. So there ain't no uh, there ain't no one guy like Anzu. This is this is all of them are pissed off. Excessive is the toil. Our work is heavy. Great is the distress. So they were to Enlil saying, words of the happenings. Enlil to Anu beamed, of what is Enlil accused. Anu required, the work, not Enlil, is the trouble causing. Enki to Anu was saying, the lamentation is heavy. Every day the complaints we could hear. The gold must be obtained, Anu was saying. The work must continue. Release Anugi for consultations. For consolations, excuse me. And Lil to the hostile Anunnaki said. Uh, so he's basically saying, release his ass, uh, otherwise we're not going to talk. Anugi was released to the leaders. He was thus saying, ever since Earth's heat has been rising, the toil is excruciating. Unbearable it is. Earth's heat rising. How about that? So uh, global warming back then. Um, and it had nothing to do with uh, what the hell the Anunnaki were doing. Let the rebels to Nibiru return. Let new ones come into their... In their... Ah, oh, Jesus. Uh, I apologize again. Hard read here. Let the rebels to Nibiru return. Let new ones come in their stead, Ninurta said. So in other words, let new ones come instead of them. Perchance new tools you can fashion, Enki to Enlil said, for the Anunnaki heroes the tunnels to avoid. Let us summon my son Ningajida. Counsel with him I wish to take, Enki thus responded. They summoned Ningazida from the house of life he came. With him, Enki huddled. Words amongst them exchanged. A solution is possible, Enki was saying. Let us create a Lulu. Lulu, L-U-L-U. -L -U, a primitive worker. The hardship work to take over. Let the being... The toil of the Anunnaki carry on his back. Ah, we're starting to see where mankind's going to start playing into this. Astounded were the besieged leaders. Speechless indeed they were. Whoever heard of a being afresh created, a worker who the Anunnaki's work can do? They summoned Ninma, one who of healing and succor was much knowing. Enki's words to her they repeated. Whoever of such a thing heard they of her, they asked. The task isn't heard of, she said to Enki. All beings from a seed have descended. One being from another over aeons did develop. None from nothing ever came. So in other words, you can't just poof, make a, make a being. Um, and he says, you're right, my sister, Enki said, smiling. A secret of the Abzu let me to you all reveal. So he's in Africa. Gotta be in Southern South Africa. The being that we need, it already exists. All that we have to do is put our mark of our essence. So give us a little bit of their DNA. Thereby a Lulu, L-U-L-U, uh, a primitive worker shall be created so did enki to them say uh, let us hereby a decision make a blessing to my plan give to create a primitive worker by the mark of our essence to fashion him that is the end of tablet five and uh yeah holy shit they're talking about uh creating 
uh, a new being or, or using they're taking a being that's already on earth and they're going to put their essence or their mark on it which i guess you can say they want to do some uh, dna they want to do some dna splicing here uh, i'm assuming and uh, they're going to create mankind synopsis of the sixth tablet we're going to get into this real quick so you guys can be prepared for next time and you're going to learn about uh, according to the sumerians how man was created to the incredulous leadership, Enki revealed a secret. In the Abzu, there roams a wild being akin to the Anunnaki, so similar to the Anunnaki. By augmenting its life essence with that of the Anunnaki, it can be upgraded to be an intelligent, primitive worker. Creation belongs to the father of all being, Enlil shouted. Wow, now that's a freaking powerful statement. Creation belongs to the father of all beginning. So even the so even the Anunnaki have a god that they call the father of all beginning. So if they created us, who the hell created them? We're not even about to we, we can't even get I mean that's just freaking mind blowing. Like you can't even fathom. We're not even ready to ask that question yet. We don't know where we came from. Let her alone where the hell, if they created us, they came from. That's a powerful statement. We will give our image only to an existing being. Aha, here you go. God created us in their image, or created us in his image. And here you go. You have uh, Enlil shouting, we will give, or Enki saying, we will give our image to uh, only to an existing being. Ninma argued badly. Uh, we will, uh, excuse me, let me try this again. We will give our image only to an existing being, Ninma argued. Badly needing gold to survive, the leaders vote yes. So they, uh, Enki, Ninma, and Ningazida, Enki's son, begin experiments. After many failures, the perfect model, Adamu, is created. Ha <laughs> ha! Wow. Adamu. A-D-A-M-U. Adamu is attained. Wow. Uh, and you wonder where the Torah and the Bible got the name Adam. And Adam literally means first the worker, the man, I think. Uh, we'll find out. I'm sure they'll, they'll break it down what Adamu means in this. But Ninma shouts triumphantly, My hands have made it. Uh, she is renamed Ninti. Lady of Life, for her achievement, uh, Ninki, Enki spouse, helped fashion Tiamat, T-I-A-M-A-T, the female earthling. So, there was no Eve. There was a Tiamat, the female earthling. The earthlings, being hybrids, mate, but do not procreate. Interesting. Uh, which is... I if if you're wondering if if people um, if people were manipulated, we'll get into this next time. Um, but if you take a donkey and a horse and you make a mule, that mule cannot procreate, um, and that's pretty much what they did with us, according to this. Uh, Ningazita adds two essence branches to their life tree. Uh, I'm assuming allowing us to procreate, discovering. The unapproved ongoings, 
and Lil expels the Earthlings. Ah, and here you go. Now you're getting into why God really threw us out of the out of the Garden of Eden, if you will. But we're going to cover this next time. I want to thank you guys for all tuning in and listening to this. I hope you enjoy it. If uh, Again, as I said, if you think it's bullshit, it is one hell of a story told 5,000 years B.C. Anyway, for the Freemasons podcast, this special episode is brought to you by Wright Warsh Brother, George Murdery, sign off, signing off, and I'm out.